Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hi, welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives podcast, episode two. We are so happy that you are joining us again for more fun farm wife talk. Hello, welcome back. We are so thankful that all of you guys listened to the first one. We were like blown away at how many people actually did listen. And if you knew what we went through to try and get this recording done between bribing our children, having to help a husband or two. And so finally, we're here to record this today. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are going to talk today about planting season and how we deal with being a wife, a mother, a farmer, the hired hand, all of the above uh, during that busy short and or long season, depending on the year. So I will go ahead and start. This is Kylie, if you haven't figured that out yet. We are, right, right. We sound totally different and we live so far apart. We realized just recently that we live on, I live on the Eastern side and Whitney lives on the Western side of Kansas. So um, planting for us normally, we'll do like a normal versus 2019. Normally planting is two to three weeks. We have a couple planters. We have a couple tillage equipment, um, tractors and pieces of equipment that we run We usually apply all of our fertilizer in the fall, but this year was unique in the fact that once it started raining in October, it got cold and it started raining again in February and March, and we just had no opportunity to apply any of that fertilizer. So So we we, were the same way here, even with just a little bit of snow and stuff we got, we weren't able to, we got uh, no anhydrous in the ground in the fall. Which seems like, okay, no big deal, a little more work in the spring, like, okay, here's two more extra weeks, but this year was so unique, um, it's fresh in everyone's mind, so I don't think we have to remind anyone of how hard 2019 was. Um, we have a few employees that help us out on the farm. We have um, seven total on our farm operation, including our hog guys that help with our livestock but usually we're running anywhere from three to five people in the field. This year it was even more just because we had to have a fertilizer cart. We were running urea, um, all this good stuff for planting season. So normal two to three weeks this year, we started on April 20th and we ended on June 30th. I'm pretty sure we actually went into July a little bit, but I'm too proud to say how far into July or if we really did. Um, we did some replant, but We didn't get all of our acres planted this year, so it was the longest planting season ever, and we still didn't plant all of our acres. We are also spraying our own acres this year, which kind of adds to the pile of new farming. So I know you know way more about spraying, Whitney. I'll let you take over your normal season and kind of 2019, but we do spray our own crops now, which is kind of new for us. I'm I'm still learning on that. Right. So on top of farm wife already hardness, you guys like went through a whole new season of hard stuff with like the wet and starting spraying and y'all needed a break. (laughs) And this is our first year farming all of our acres. So last year we farmed about half of our like overall farm acres, just the way it was structured financially and who was over what. 
And this year in January, our, my father-in-law decided to retire. And so we took everything on and my father-in-law jokes currently like, Oh, Jordan and Kylie, they'll be talking about 2019 to their kids. Yeah, you're right. We will be on top of how hard farming already is. And then getting all your loans for life set up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's going to be a hashtag loans for life. It is. That might have to be one of our hashtags. Um, Mm -hmm. So our planting season was pretty good. Um, We started late, but here we always accept the rain because my God, it is dry here. And we actually pre-water our corn ground anyway, where we have circle pivots, we'll pre-water we put like an inch on. And so we got started a little late. We may have mudded some in, but it all came up really well. Um, we have two guys that work for us. So one guy this year planted everything and our other guy drilled everything because we had a bunch of Milo to put into. So it's really handy that we have them because honestly, Bart would like to multiply himself, but that is absolutely Mm -hmm. not possible. And so they did that. And while he was spraying they were able to take care of the farm and so we're like super blessed to have people that we can trust with our own ground to go and just plant everything because honestly Bart likes to do a lot of that himself he's kind of he's not a control freak but he likes to know it's done correctly and I'm sure any farmer can relate with that yeah we are spraying season goes we're like I don't even know where to begin I'm so seasoned in that he's been spraying for eight years seven years now and it is lonely let me tell you like bro and he has like some sort of freak adrenaline for being busy <laughs> and so he is up at like four he leaves when it's dark and he honestly doesn't get back till nine thirty when it's dark we're already in bed um and you know as well as i do when there's no wind you ain't gonna see them unless you deliver some lunch or something like that <laughs> uh 100 percent I definitely want to second the fact that we have great employees. It is so hard to find someone that wants to do it just like you. Jordan is the exact same way. Like if he could drive the planter, the sprayer, the tillage equipment, he would do it all if he could. Right. And so we are also so lucky to find a few people that really treat our equipment and our property just like their own. If they're putting their crop in, you know, they take pride in that. So we are lucky. And if you're out there and you're listening and you have an employee, you should tell them thank you. Yes. Like just Working last night so we hard. finished our harvest and I text our main hired man who's been with us for four and a half years now. And I just said, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And he just said, it's super easy when you love what you do. And it's like, that's great. That's amazing that like somebody else loves to farm as much as us. Right. I'm over Um, here tearing up. Yeah, I know. I know. And so, yeah, back to spraying, it's just pure craziness. And I don't, I, I would love to tell like future farm wives some advice, but it's just (laughs) like buckle up. Is all I got to say. Like, we have advice so on how many, to cope with it, but yeah, maybe not how to yeah, fix it. Some beer. <laughs> yeah. There's so many different emotions that you can feel. And, you know, as women, we want to be the optimist, the supporter. And then you feel yourself getting down because you're lonely and like sad, but you know, you shouldn't be doing that because you're blessed because we're busy. And it's like so many emotions that go through your brain at one time. (laughs) Yeah. I think the season starts out as like optimistic. I'm always so excited for planting this year, especially I'm the only one who came into the office. Like, is it today? Are we going today? Come on, Jordan. It's dry enough. Like, let's go try. And I'm so excited and energized. And that's the same for our entire farming operation. We love to just get going. And then in the middle, you're like, yeah, it's going well, but, um, when are we going to be done? Like, it's kind of like when you start mowing your lawn. You're really excited for green grass. You're ready. You want to do it every week. And then like three weeks and you're like, shit. Yeah. (laughs) I want to hire it done. Yeah. And especially when it rains so much, you have to mow it 
every three days. Yeah. And so like, I'm on a set schedule every Monday and there for a while it was like having to be two days a week. And that just didn't fit well with little kids. Any moms out there and you try to mow, that's like nearly impossible. (laughs) Yeah. Funny story about mowing. Broke two windows yesterday, mowing my yard. Um, Thank goodness my kids weren't out in the yard. It went right through a double paned window in cut through my screen. So I'm going to be watching for that a little bit closer next time. I know. And I'm not very careful. And I just like run over whatever, like, oh, high rate of yeah. <laughs> and so Same. I've actually never broke out a window before. I've shot some pine cones at my Denali, but. Oh, uh, that's better than a two inch rock. My gosh. Yeah. That is so true. Like somebody is watching out for you that your kids weren't out there. Yeah, definitely. Or your dog or anything. So back to how you feel during planting to, to, to round it all up. Cause Whitney used the word lonely. And I think that's the best word during, you know, spring and harvest, but you feel exhausted. You want your husband to come home from just so you can see him. That's like the P the PG rated version. Like, Oh yeah, honey, I miss you. But in reality, you want help because yeah. you've been at home with your kids every single night. And you know, we love our kids. Okay. We're going to complain about our kids and our husbands a lot on this podcast, but we love the them Pams all. can just be gone because we yeah. love our kids, but, <laughs> but sometimes we need help. Okay. Um, it's an exhausting thing to be at home with your kids all day. <laughs> it is. And, and, like, and the men don't realize how much they help. Like even yeah. the littlest things like getting a sippy cup of milk. Like that's one thing I didn't get asked to do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I still get asked to do it. I just have to say, go ask your dad. Yeah, but still, <laughs> there's right. someone you can chauffeur them off onto. Right, yeah. So by the end, you're like, send help. I need help. Please help. Anybody help. Yeah. And, and like so the other part of that that I think is hard too is you're the only one disciplining. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I try not to, but it's easy to be like, I'm going to call your dad. But it's like, <laughs> I shouldn't blame that on Bart because it, like, he shouldn't be the one being the bad guy because he's not here. So I have to like really catch myself with that, that I don't try to make him the bad person by making him scary. In a, but in a way. he's probably the fun person too. He's probably right. the one that's like, like my kids love Jordan when they're home. It, I feel like once they hit that age of two, like it is all about dad. And I think Vessel. that's a general consensus of across the board. Yeah. And so Jordan can be the bad guy in my eyes just a little bit because we have to do it every single day. And I think it lessens the effectiveness of our discipline ability. Yeah, um, like don't throw balls in the house. Well, what? It's like, I'm going to do it three yeah. times before you actually <laughs> spank me or, you know, right. get on. So we have like our house is a 1976 farmhouse. Like we did some stuff to it, but it has popcorn ceiling. And so like when yes. Bart and Bodie start throwing the ball, I'm like, stop it. The ceiling's falling off. You can't do that. Just because your dad's home doesn't mean you get away with that. So it is a lonely time. I used to make myself feel guilty for feeling sad about being alone. And so my, I said this last time in our podcast, but I have changed a lot as a farm wife. I have like softened. I was so rigid when we started dating really high maintenance. And I feel like I've definitely came down on that. Jordan's going to come and grow into what you're supposed to be. Yeah, you do. You absolutely do. And so if you're going to become a farm wife or you're, you're going to marry a farmer here in the future and you're, you know, don't think that your life's going to be the same every single year or every single day because it changes so often. And so I think if anything, I have become less of a schedule or less of a uh, like rigid person. I feel like I've really laid back a lot. And not only does like the seasons actually quote unquote change, but like your life seasons change so much and you have to just adapt to whatever is thrown at you. 
kid one Kylie was a lot more stressed out than kid two Kylie. Like it's just, I'm just two different people. I'm two different people, three different people, pre-kid, kid, kid, totally different. Right. And three just adds to the mix because you're outnumbered then. (laughs) We are not there yet. We are not there yet. (laughs) Um, So don't, it's okay. Like the one thing that I want to say on this podcast, it's like motivational and you can say, go Kylie, go you, it's okay to feel sad for yourself for just a little while. Like sometimes you need to vent to your mom or your best friend or your sister or someone and say like, uh, I'm just so upset that there's no real reason to be mad except for I'm lonely. I, I haven't had adult conversation for, you know, three days and I am just lonely. Like it's okay to feel that way, but don't, don't let that absorb you. Like feel that way, get it out. Stay back and live there. Yeah. Yeah. Get back in your game pretty quick, but it's okay to be not okay. I feel like the biggest thing when you become a farm wife or farm mom or anything is you truly have to 100% become the optimist, the positive influence, and you have to just be like the support a hundred percent. So yeah, for me, when we first started this, um, Bart and I farming, I was sort of the Debbie Downer or like not sad, but the kind of grumpy person I would, I'm not going to cuss on here. I would say bad things about certain things. And now I'm completely opposite. I kind of had like a self realization that I was being a Debbie Downer. And so I'm probably overly positive, overly (laughs) optimistic, but I just have to be like, every time something bad happens, I just always say, I always say, I'll say it. It could be worse. Things could be so much worse. And it could and even though you don't want to think about that at the time, you have to, you have to, or I don't know, you're just going to drown in self-pity. Right. I would love, we need to talk about the fire and kind of getting over that sometime on a podcast because that's exactly like we got done with the fire, nobody died. And we told ourselves, this is really sucky. And we felt bad for ourselves for just a little while, but then there was no other choice than to get up and move on. And so I Which think- you're totally allowed to feel that way. Yeah, you are because sometimes life is sucky, but- yeah. It's okay. Have a small pity party. Get over yourself. Drink your beer or your wine if that's your thing. Eat something like chocolate or pizza. I like pizza. And go on. Yeah. And also like the fact of like being a human just with everything in motherhood, like you're going to yell. You're Mm going to lose your shit. You're going to, that is all part of being a human. You just have to realize that that is going to happen. You're not going to avoid it. And you have to learn to say sorry. I say sorry to my kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think they understand that that it's hard, but that's just part of motherhood. Yeah. So when you're a mom and planting, um, you're going to be alone like 90% of the time. Your husband's only come home to sleep and shower. So Bart was getting up early. Jordan leaves at like 5.45, 6 o'clock on planting season. And he doesn't get home, you know, anywhere from 9 to 12. It just really depends on the day and how things are going. And be real. It's, your girl does not wake up that early. No. no I mean, no, I do I to work out, him. but like, that's it. Then I go to bed by like 9.30 if I can, if I have a choice. Right. <laughs> Watch a little Netflix, go to bed. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard, especially when you have little kids. I think, I think the general, you know, farm wife feeling is that as they get older, it gets a little bit easier, not necessarily the running thing, but they can wipe their own butts. They can feed themselves. Mine are two and four Well, they're three and one, but they will be two and four next month. And so they take a lot of attention, but just start to miss your daddy. Yeah. That's just part of it. 
and you just have to figure out ways to make the time fill in. Like we just take lunch. I mean, as a big part and we'll stand there mm-hmm. for 10 minutes or he'll eat his lunch. If he doesn't have time, he'll take it. But otherwise he'll stand there and talk to us, give each of them a kiss. And that's kind of what we do for the day. And that's, that's our normal. And we'll be back at supper. <laughs> yeah. And winter, winter, we get to spend all winter together. So it's like, especially like coming hot into like planting. It's like, holy moly. Mm-hmm. Like this is a life-changing thing. Yeah. Um, give yourself a little bit of grace and, and, and try to conserve as much patience as possible leading up to planting. Cause you'll need every single last ounce of patience that you have with your kids, especially, but then also with your husband, because my gosh, Jordan drives me nuts by the end of planning. The longer it goes, the more silly stuff we fight about as we talked about last time. So we're still kind of tail ending on that because it's, we're still spraying. Jordan's still not getting home till six. So yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. It is. It is a long time, but it's totally worth the lifestyle. And I it think is. everyone would agree with that. Yeah. We get to, we have, there's a lot of benefits in the way we think about farming and the way we believe in farming and the lifestyle makes it worth it because it's not just a job. It's actually a lifestyle. And so we don't have to think, oh, well, we're working for the man. Well, we're working for ourselves. We're working hard for ourselves. And right. so all of the sacrifice becomes worth it. Not necessarily financially. Don't get me wrong. Making money is a good thing, but, um, we're, we're building a legacy, et cetera, et cetera. Right. It's all for your children is what you pray one day that they get it all. Yep. So we both 100% agree that when you are alone with your kids during planting or really harvest or any time, do not say no to going and doing anything. Be selective. There may be some places you don't want to take your kids by yourself. I get that. We're not saying take them to Chuck E. Cheese by yourself. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. But right. if your friends are having a barbecue or something, go have very low expectations. Know that maybe you'll go eat and come home, but still go because you're, you don't want to stack. You don't want your kids to sacrifice that because your husband's not home and you either, you need adult time. Go have a drink, enjoy yourself, like visit with adults. Right. I totally agree with that. And, and our friends are super understanding that they know that if Bart's busy, they'll just text me and still invite me. And I super Mm -hmm. appreciate that people understand the lifestyle that we live. Even to just feel included, like just getting that text is like, oh, okay. Like people don't have to only invite me with Jordan. Like, I'm so thankful that someone thought of me. Like even that is, even if I say no, I still appreciate the invite. Right. I agree hundred percent. It's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal for our kids. Like they, they shouldn't be imprisoned by our <laughs> farming life. Singleness. Any more than they are they are, you know, their lives don't suck. They like have really good lives, but sometimes when riding around in a pickup all day is what you do or in a tractor, they're kids. They get anxious. They want to go run and do things that are fun to them. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, this spring, which again was excessively long, we took the kids to the zoo. My mom took off work one day and my dad's retired. And so we went to the zoo. So if you can't do something like that, go to a play date, go hang out with a friend, anybody that has the ability to come over and bring, bring kids to, or at least just provide adult, you know, talk. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely take one to two days, even if it's just 30 minutes, like it's so worth it. Your mind will feel so much better afterward. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent with that. It's, and if you, I feel like if you become introverted when you are a farm wife, you're just only going to be sad. I agree. You'll be a very, you'll, You'll start to wallow in your own self-pity if you don't. Yeah, you need to be as positive. Out of those walls. 
yeah, you need to be as positive as possible. And for me, which I'm an extrovert, being around other people helps that with that. Social, me too. Yeah. I need, um, I need interaction. Yeah. So what else do we have? What are some tips? What do you guys do, Whitney, when you are like crazy stressed out, your kids are being nutso and you need to get them to do something else? Um, like as far as like, listen to me or, well, yeah. So or if I want to get something done. Well, either way we, um, I try to change things up often when I know I'm going to be with them all day by myself. So we may watch a movie at, you know, rest time and then we'll go outside and then we'll play with chalk. I try to change activities quickly. And right. then my, my most recent realization is make them do chores. Yeah. If they help you, even though it takes like a thousand times longer, it's and worth it. Not usually done very good, but you still got to do it. Yeah. So you can do So I'm, they're at an age now where they're pretty independent. So, you know, they'll go out and jump on the trampoline or put the sprinkler out and they'll do all that by themselves. But I'm going to enter a season where I'm going to have to get back into that when Rowdy starts to get to where he needs to be, (laughs) this sounds terrible, needs to be played with. Like, let's be real. Not all moms like to push the swing set or do those type of things. Like I love that my kids are independent and still let me get my stuff done. Mm-hmm. But I love to still sit down and watch a movie with them in the evening when Bart's mm-hmm. busy or, you know, it's just, it goes back to the, we still love our kids, but I'm not going to sit down on carpet farm for three hours with Bodie because I'm just oh. not that type of mom. Oh, me either. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad we're the same. Yeah, for sure. And at least your older kids will be able to push your babe. Yeah. I do think swinging is a hundred percent the worst thing that somebody ever invented. Push me. Until they learn to pump themselves. (laughs) It's so bad. My, both of mine are in like the middle stage. So ours are, like I said, they're going to be two and four and the four-year-old's finally much more independent than he was six months ago. And so the, yeah, our our youngest Reese, she is still push me, mama, push me, mama, push me, mama. I'm like, I say no. Oh my gosh. I say no. Like, Grandma will be over in just a little while. She'll push you, but mom, uh, we'll go play something else. Yeah, I agree. We sound like horrible parents, but we aren't. We're like, we aren't. We're real. We're really good moms and we love our kids. It's just stuff that nobody talks about. Yeah. So when I, like you're not allowed to say it. Uh, right. Well, we just said it. Yeah. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. (laughs) Um, I feel like though I discipline less whenever I am able to like switch things up. So maybe we play with stickers and I can go wash dishes or do something like that. I dis- I have to discipline less because they're always doing something different. Um, we, I disciplined a lot this spring because it was so long and Jordan was around, but mentally he was totally checked out on us thinking about different things. And so I, by the end of planting season, I would come off hot quick. I would yell, I would spank. I would be really, really angry, really quick. And I caught myself in tears a couple of times because I'm like, whoa, Kylie, you were taking this out on your two kids. That is, you know, they're little, that's not their fault, even though they were being little brats, but we've all been there. Yeah. I felt so bad. And so I check yourself, like you have to have a mental chat with yourself to get back out of that craziness because it is hard on us. And I did. I totally did. I had to really talk to myself and every morning wake up and be like, okay, be more patient. And it usually worked out for the first few hours of the day. And by the end of the day, I was still really short until I just had a break. I needed a break, whether that meant my mom come watch the kids for an hour or go to work, which always helps me because we do have the sitter, our sitter Rhonda, she comes. And so I do get to escape 
and buy a skate. That sounds horrible. I do get to get away for just a couple of hours, even though it is going to work. I still don't have, you know, pour me the milk and, um, right. just, just, just a second. And that helped it's a lot just to reset everyday things. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and to anyone out there listening, like I always thought I was super tough and didn't need any sort of outside help or I wanted to be independent. And after I had Rowdy in the winter, I had postpartum blues so bad, which I hate mm-hmm. winter anyway. Winter is like the devil other than mm-hmm. getting to be around daddy more. Um, but I had to get CBD oil like, hmm. because I just found that I was just like you screaming and, and I'd catch myself in tears like, oh my gosh, I mean, so mean, but it was in my defense. I asked nicely three times or so before mm-hmm. I lose my ish. And when I do, I do lose it. And I, it's just who I am. I don't really know if that's my demeanor or what, but it makes you feel bad still. Yeah. And it's just worse during those times when you don't have any additional outside support. So I will say we're talking about being single moms and, you know, seasonal single moms kind of as a joke, candidly, it's not really a joke, but we're, we're using the term lightly. If you are a single mom, we totally salute you. Yeah. We you're have a bad respect for you. A hundred percent. Like you're, you're superwoman. <laughs> the last I'm, I'm nearing the end of my notes, Whitney. I don't know about you. Yeah, I am. We continue to be a cheerleader for your husband because while our mentality is optimistic, kind of optimistic, really need help kind of, you know, that's how we go. The men's attitude is the exact same way. They go from really eager, really energetic, and it kind of tapers down until it's done. And so continue to try to be that supportive person, even though sometimes you want to strangle your husband but you still have to say, go, go, go get it done. Don't stay right. home. Don't, don't sacrifice work for us at this point in time, because we know when it's done, it's done and you will get to be home. Right. And so you're always looking forward to that time. Right. And I, the last thing I want to end on is just always be super understanding because the amount of stress and worry and everything that is laying on their shoulders is probably more than any of us as mm-hmm. their best friend even know. And so being super understanding is a big part of it as well. Yep. So always stay up to date on progress. It will help kind of finish. It will help to settle your mind to know how close you are to being done and drink lots of coffee and maybe a couple beers and you'll feel better. Yeah, for sure. Cheers us. Yes. Okay. We like to end every single podcast with a positive quote. So with that, I would like to add, tell the negative committee that meets inside your head to sit down and be quiet. It's okay to be sad for just a little while, but once you're sad, get over it. Tell them to be quiet and move on. Agree. That's so good. That's like my motto. Yes. 100%. Go home. Bad thoughts. Yep. Don't unpack, but you're allowed to feel it. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you tune in next time for episode three. Yes. And please, if you listen, tag us, let us know what you think. Um, Send us ideas for more content and we'll catch you next time. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the Grateful Farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. 
We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.